Hi guys and welcome back to another episode of Hello Adults in the Podcast. I'm your host Shanique. I'm Shari. And this is Shanique. And we are back with another, you know, new age, new time, new format episode. And this week it's Shari's episode. So I'm going to oh, stop Lord. all this long talking. Oh gosh. Oh gosh. <laughs> no. I'm going to stop you don't have to stop it. She's stopping. She's shutting up and she's following Shari's lead. So this is you Shari's episode, it. everybody. Shari's... No, remember, remember we're, we're doing lemons and lemonade. Yeah, so, so you, know? you can start because it's your episode. Yeah. Okay, so right. without further ado, everybody, here is Shari. <laughs> okay. All right. So my, which, okay, lemonade is a good one, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So my lemonade is that I'm alive. Yay. <laughs> that's a good thing that happened this week i'm here um and then my lemon uh it's been a okay week i don't know if i have any lemons my health, i have lemon yeah i don't know if i have any lemons um i haven't feel, felt too great but besides that yeah i've been fine i I've love that I love that you have no, last week we had no lemonade. This week you have no right. lemonade. Right. I have no lemons or lemonade. So. But you say you're lemonade. Is that you're alive, girl? What? Well, yeah. I mean, that's bare minimum, right? Mm. Some people would beg to differ. I mean, the dead. <laughs> I'm coming home. <laughs> Come for me when Shari tries to behave. Guys, you see, I just love how this is Shari's episode and y'all are seeing Shari. Okay? Call me when Shari starts to behave. So what are your guys' lemons and lemons? Um, My lemon is that um, the Christmas traffic has already started. So the roads are, you know, you only get one day a week to do this thing called adulting other than work. So um, yesterday I tried to get, and maybe it was the universe telling me to stop with all this Christmas BS because <laughs> yesterday I tried to so I'm redecorating my Christmas tree Shari there is nothing yes don't tell me there's nothing wrong with it I know I know I've heard it but I, I don't love it so I'm redecorating the trees I needed to get new ornaments everything I changing the color scheme I'm, I'm not loving it so <laughs> yeah I know that, so, that's what happens when you put up your Christmas tree on October 8th <laughs> I, think so. I think I'm just tired of seeing it now so I'm going to so I tried to get you early so you can nitpick. <laughs> exactly. I, I so I wanted to get new ornaments yesterday. Went to the store and couldn't find any parking. Went to three different stores, couldn't find any parking, and traffic mm-hmm. was awful. So I'm not excited about the Christmas traffic starting from November. Yeah. Um, my lemonade is that um I finally so I've been wanting to redecorate. This is all a redecorating thing. That's all I've been doing this weekend. Clearly, um, I've been wanting to redecorate my um. Uh, living room so I wanted to get my tv mounted on the walls so I have more space to do whatever I've been okay. in my boyfriend ears for like well over a year please 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 put up the tv so yesterday when I was you know out doing what I needed to do and when I had to go to work today and all of that I got home and tv's on the wall tv's nice. not mounted all good it's perfect so yeah I can start the cursing around my tv now so I feel good about that wait you gonna put you gonna put Christmas stuff around the tv no that's where he draws the line so okay. <laughs> he's like everywhere else in the house fine but i draw the line at the coach don't put no christmas things on the coach because then you can tell me glitter all over him he's like i'm not with all that glitter all over me don't don't do the coach and leave the tv alone that's where he draws the line so yeah no okay. I'm, I'm good i'm giving that I'm, but every other inch of the house will be christmas wow 
Hey, boyfriend. Yay, you did some good today. I love that. Janice, what's your lemon and lemonade? All right, so for this week, I don't have a lemonade, but my lemon is customer service in Jamaica. Why customer service are awful? My God, everywhere you turn. If you make a phone call and have to speak to a rep, mm-hmm. it's either a long wait, and when they come back, they can't. there's no resolution to whatever the issue is. No matter how simple you think the problem is, if you go into a physical space, when it's not the females, and I have to call it the females, giving your attitude, mm-hmm. it's something else. I, I, I don't know, customer service in Jamaica is just awful. That's not true. That is true. I see somebody tweeted yesterday that they're going to start a school for uh, a company that trains customer service representatives. And I was like, yes, please. Because that, Isn't that what a call center is? Or no? Does it train them? Yeah, they have, that's where the oh. worst of the worst is. Oh. A lot of the call centers. There's this. There, some of them these days have this robotic thing about them that they'll say, "Thank you for calling Hello Adulting Podcast. I am your rep, Michelle. How may I be of assistance to you?" That's how they all talk. And so, I they, like, so you don't think so you don't think you're talking to a person. No, you know you're talking to a person, but it's the way it's oh. the rehearsed way in which they deliver the script. And oh. they don't say it and they speak so slowly. You'd think you were calling an international um, company where they have to speak slowly because, you know, Jamaicans, we talk really fast and we have an accent when other people call. So, no, it's a Jamaican company, ma'am. And I was just like, oh. I remember one time I called and I said to the person, you know, you and I have been on this phone for a very long time and it's getting annoying. Could you please stop? I'm sorry about that. And then it continues. I see, I, see I would think they're doing it so you think you're talking to like an automated oh, something so you don't really ask for much no oh. they're not so smart with it it's, it's just oh, wow. really there yeah trust me I can relate to that lemon dang and you said no lemonade no no lemonade for this week well you're alive you can you can have mine too you know <laughs> <laughs> I don't love how we just have not no lemonade, no lemonade, no lemonade. And I'm telling you that I sat and I thought about it for a long time. You because know the customer service thing from yeah. I put it in my notes from I had and trust me, the customer service thing that triggered me was the bank. Oh, so I went to the bank this you. week. <laughs> right. And it triggered me. And then I called another company and then they just sent me over the roof. So when I when I when I realized that I had these two company notes, what I did was to open a note and miss a lemonade for this week. And I put a dash and I put lemon and I put customer service. And I thought about the lemonade last night and nothing came to mind. You know what's so funny? If I didn't if I if the, if I didn't come home today and see the TV on the wall, I'd have no lemonade too. So I, I can <laughs> I can relate. It's one of those weeks. I can relate. I can definitely relate. <laughs> Clearly, this is not a lemonade podcast. Mm-mm. Okay. Mm-mm. Beyonce. Okay. All right. Well, today, I don't know if I have, I have like a topic topic, but I was perusing. First of all, this, I, I'm not a producer. I cannot. Uh. <laughs> it isn't, you guys get paid the big bucks for a reason. <laughs> and some of us don't get paid big bucks. You know, a, lot of, a lot of us don't get paid big bucks at all to do this production thing because people think it's fun, you know? It's not. <laughs> yeah. I had somebody say it's to not. me, Oh my god, you have such a fun job. And I'm just yeah. like, No, it's not. It's really not. 
Okay. Yeah. So I was looking around for things to um, talk about and I came I saw this video on the reel and then it like caused me to go look at something else. So I was looking at this thing on uh, spiritualword.com. I don't know if you guys watched that real clip. Mm -mm. the real clip and it was about it was a survey and it was asking people what is the hardest phrase for them to say you saw that Mm -mm. okay and um uh, so it was a survey asking people what's the hardest phrase to say and the um options were i apologize i need help i need you i love you and i was wrong so I brought this, I thought this would be a good topic. Mm-hmm. I want to know for you guys, which one of those or all of them or none of them is the hardest phrase for you to say and why do you think it that is? Okay, give me the options again. Yeah. Well, drop so the options in the chat so so we can talk about each of them. What's the chat? Shani, don't freak me out. <laughs> <laughs> in the Zoom chat now. <laughs> let me let, let me send it on WhatsApp. <laughs> Shari's like, what is this production jargon, ma'am? I'm only asking you to use the chat feature on, on, on Zoom. <laughs> no, let's, let's do uh, WhatsApp. All right, so we have, which. so you want to know which one of these phrases is hardest for each of us to say? Yeah, and why? Mm-hmm. Why do you think that is? So, so for, for, the list, for the listeners, it's I apologize, mm-hmm. I need help. I need you, I love you, and I was wrong. Hmm. Well, I can tell you the one that's easiest for me to say. I apologize. I apologize. Like, <laughs> and to me, um, that's easier for me to say because, I mean, it's easier to say than, I, than I'm sorry. Like, I apologize for, honestly, I probably shouldn't have said this all over because there may be a lot of people out there that I've said this phrase to. But when I say, like, oh, I apologize, it's less sincere than to you're say, not sorry yeah you're not sorry mm-hmm. it's less sincere like I was like oh I, I apologize uh, no it's very insincere if I say that like maybe I do apologize but maybe I also I'm saying it because you're being annoying and you're asking me to apologize yeah or, no like most of the time I say it, it's it's not as deep so okay maybe sincere is not the right word it's not as deep so you know if I say I'm sorry then you know I, I've thought about it I've dug deep, I've done some introspection, and I'm sorry. This is that was wrong of me, and I accept responsibility, and I'm sorry. If I say I apologize, it's kind of like, okay, maybe I was wrong. I don't know. I'm right, though. I still think I'm right, but to appease you, I apologize. So that's easiest for me to say. No so, so the hardest for you to say is I was wrong. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was wrong. It doesn't carry the same weight as I'm sorry. Okay. But you know, it's so funny. I I actually will admit when I'm wrong. Okay. I don't have a problem admitting, especially in like in a professional sense. I think it's very important to say when you are wrong and accept right. responsibility and move on. Right. But if it's something of a personal nature, I mean, depends on who you ask. They may say I don't like to say I'm wrong, but honestly, I can tell you point blank in a professional setting, I would be the first to say, yo, I was wrong. I messed that up. I will fix that and move forward because it's just easier. Um, in a personal sense, I was wrong. Kind of hard for me to say sometimes because I'm really wrong, you know? So Right? We're just over here being right all the time. Like, who's like, time for that? <laughs> I, was right. I was like, I, it, I, it's not hard for me to say I was wrong because I never have to say it. Yeah, I don't think I ever had to say I was wrong. 
I was saying before I said I was wrong. I say you have a point. You have a point. You know, you have my, a point. What I'm right. not or my my bad, my bad, or something like that. Yeah. Like <laughs> I think the hardest one on this for me to say would be I need you. I need I you. I need you. Deep. It feels Same. very deep. Like I know yeah. I, think I need help. Eventually I'll get there and I will ask for help. Eventually. Yeah. Um, I love you is not so hard for me to say now. Previously, it used to be hard for me to say, but I've I've grown and I can say it. If I feel it, I can say it. But I need you feel so um, raw and naked. Yeah. And deep. vulnerable. Yeah, vulnerable. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's vulnerable for me. So yeah, th- that's my Same. least to that, hardest. That's mine too. I at first yeah. at first glance, I, I was gonna say I need help, but I don't have a problem asking for help, especially like in professional school settings like I complained last week about group work it's all very collaborative so I have no problem saying I need I need help in those situations but I need you goodness no that's that's rough that's rough for me and again it's just the vulnerability thing and yeah the vulnerability thing and like fear of rejection is my thing you know just not into it what about you And I guess that's why we all are friends because I only know me. You know that that is the first one. It was even from yesterday. I need you. I didn't need to hear anything after that. I need you. Like why? Why do we need you? No sir. No ma'am. I'm good. I don't need you. No. Right. And like I'd be especially even in like relationships and stuff. I feel like I've always made it a point to delineate between like I need you and I want you. And I always um set it up in a way where it's like I want you should be the compliment because it's not like I need you but I'm choosing you mm. but at the same time but at the same time people want to be needed I guess right oh yeah no people, definitely, yeah, okay. no, people, people want that but I'm not giving any and I mean I want that but I'm not giving anybody the satisfaction because okay for me saying I need you means that you're so important right mm-hmm. and if you decide to pull away your presence or whatever from me then it's going to hurt me so bad and you're going to know that because it's something that I need like remember in primary school they teach about needs and wants needs and want. need yeah. food clothes and shelter those are needs basic needs and I'm going to put you up there with food clothes and shelter like that's important so if you decide to pull away then you're gonna know that that's going to hurt me and I don't want to give it yeah. satisfaction so no I don't need you dude or girl or family or whatever <laughs> i want you I, I need kfc i don't need man i don't need a man <laughs> i need kfc i need pepsi i need a man i want i want you. i don't need you but i also want to decide i want to hear it I want to hear that I'm needed. I want to hear that I need you. I want to hear that because it makes me feel really good. And it makes oh. me feel really important and all of that. But I'm not going to give you that satisfaction. No, sorry. Yeah. I need you. If somebody said I need you to me, I'm thinking of anything. Yeah, else. I don't, I don't need know. To hear I don't know. No, I feel like I get anxiety and I'd be like, oh my God, right. that's too much. That's <laughs> so much. Yeah. I don't need to hear it either because when I think about you needing me, I think about you wanting to kidnap me, no, Mr. Tears. We can't be friends anymore. Oh, Next God. thing you know, I'm missing person. I'm this and I'm that because you need me. Why do you need me? Oh, my God, that's true. No, me don't need you. You don't need me either. We want each other. <laughs> you know, we don't need each other. Mm-mm. Oh, that's so true. Scary. 
That is so true. I never thought of like, the clapping part. That's how people always say it. Right. Oh, it's like, it's like, a you situation. You know, you on Netflix, like, yeah. oh, God. Yes. You don't need me. No, bro. That's some very Joe, Joe-like. Yeah. <laughs> That's so true. That's how all those people ended up there because Joe needed them. You know? Right. Yes. Exactly. Oh, exactly. But like in a in like a practice practical sense in in a relationship is do you not need the other part partner to like do fulfill their role for the relationship to work? Isn't that like needing them for the relationship to work? Yeah. And for me, it's where so where I draw that line is I need you to do your part for the relationship to work. However, Mm -hmm. if you don't do it, I can do it for myself and then all I have to do is exit the relationship like it's not I don't need it for my survival I need it for Mm -hmm. this union to work and if you're not doing what you need to do I can do it so I don't need you to play a part in being handy or whatever the case may be or being supportive of me if you're not doing that then I can just say exit stage left and I can go about Mm -hmm. my business so I'll always make it clear that this is your role that you need to play in the relationship. However, if you don't do it, I can do it for myself. You know, that's the right. independence in me, always making sure that you know that I can do for myself. And if you choose right. not to do what you need to do, then you can exit and I will leave you alone, but I can always do for myself. Right. So the need is for the survival of the relationship, not necessarily for survival of self. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yes, here I, here I thought we were going to come on here and talk about, oh my God, it's so good to be vulnerable. But we're talking about Joe killing people. Exactly. I'm with you. No, ma'am. <laughs> no, ma'am. Vulnerability is... And I, well, to be, for me to be... I've, I'm not saying I've never been, but for me to be vulnerable, I have to like... I have to be on a level with somebody that is... It's very rare that I get to that level. Like, I always joke and say like, there is, you know, like in primary school or high school when you'd like stop talking to friends and they would go and tell your business like tell everything that mm-hmm. gossip about you I'm glad that I okay this is gonna sound weird I'm glad that I learned lessons from I was gonna say I'm glad I was bullied but no that's not what we'll say I'm glad I learned <laughs> lessons from being bullied early in primary school it allowed me to not be vulnerable with people so you see if I stop talking to people me not no fear in the world because whatever I told you I have no problem with other people knowing so you can go ahead. And, I mean, I'm going to feel some type of way when you tell it, but I've learned to always safeguard myself first without and not go out there and be all vulnerable and spill all over people because people are people and people, you know, can hurt you, especially when okay, they have so, information. So I'm going to put my therapy hat on, not because I'm a therapist or anything, but okay, I feel like this is, this is, no, no, no. I feel like this is what my therapist would say to me. She would ask me if I'm, if, I'm safeguarding is, is it a boundary or is it a wall because if you're trying to if you're preventing yourself from being vulnerable you're not only keeping the bad stuff out you're also keeping the flow of good things as well mm-hmm. so she would ask so she would ask me if not sharing certain things is a boundary or is it a wall and it, no I agree with her because here's uh-huh. what when I am on a level with somebody and I feel and I can be vulnerable with them, I feel safe. You know, I feel okay. safe to be vulnerable with them. Then I allow the free flow of good and bad across that gotcha. boundary, right? Mm-hmm. Gotcha. But when I meet somebody yeah. for the first time and I'm not comfortable with you, it's a wall. Yeah. It's a brick. It's Makes a sense. 10 feet it's a brick. wall. 
Wall of China. The wall of China. <laughs> not the one that you can climb on, Garo. The wall of Jericho, honey. Same. You can shout and break it down. I have to move that. So, yeah, it starts as a wall, for sure. And then when I realized I can trust you or whatever, I said, yes, here, did you Did you say you can't shout and break that down? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's Sunday after all. Because it's Jericho. <laughs> it's Sunday after all. I had to throw like a Bible verse in there. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not the wall of Jericho. No, man. I have to move that wall. So, Understood. The more Understood. comfortable I get with somebody, the more, you know, I start taking layers of the wall away until it's just the boundary. And it's going to always be there. You know, I'm yeah. not going to always just be mad open mm-hmm. with people, but, you know, I can allow that free flow after a time. That makes sense. Chinese, what do you think? Yeah, I agree. Because the thing is, you don't, well, for me, I, I never want to be vulnerable because I'm thinking, all right, how are you going to see me? And then am I going to come off as too needy? Like, what's your perception of what I'm saying to you? So I know how I am. I'm very close off. Nobody knows my business unless I want to tell you and you have to earn knowing my business I just don't want to put it out there like that because I just I don't know I don't want to hear it back and all of those things yeah yeah me too like I said my my um fear of vulnerability is just fear of protection that's it it's not deeper than that for me okay so so we're going to pivot like a sharp left kind of on the same road but like a sharp left so I was listening so I was listening to this other podcast. This was these two guys named Abba and Preach. You ever heard of them? Mm-mm. No? Mm-mm. They irritate me, but sometimes they talk about some stuff. <laughs> and so they on their, their topic that particular week was, do women actually want vulnerable men? Mm. Because they were, they're saying that they feel like they have this pr- pressure um, from society to be more vulnerable and to be more open and to be more, you know, in touch with their emotions. But anytime they've actually ever tried that, they felt like it's backfired. It's always backfired. And so they went and they interviewed about, I want to say maybe like 60 men they had on this podcast. They interviewed them. And every single one of them without fail said, anytime they tried, they were vulnerable or open with women in their lives, it's backfired. So they've either had it thrown back at their faces in arguments or the women don't really know how to um, deal with it. So the guys, they were saying, it's like, do you actually want us to be open? Because when we decide to be open, it's like, you don't know what to do with it. So I was just wondering, do you think there's any truth to that? That whenever what that are, we... Hmm? What are they telling these women? Because I don't, I don't mind know. a man being open, but to the point where it's a on them, we are telling, oh, you buried how many bodies? <laughs> what? What are you telling me? Like, like, I, I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't know. He said, he, like, he gave an example, and he's, I don't remember what, I don't know what, exactly what he told a girl. It was a relationship. And he said they got in an argument, like, a couple months later, and she said, like, that's why your father walked out of your life when you were younger. Like, wow. stuff like that. Yeah. Stuff like that. And he was like, Need, needless to say, the relationship was over. So he was saying that, and sometimes women, and he said he's seen it visibly where he would open up and be a little bit more, not a little bit, but more emotional um, with some, a woman in his life. And he visibly sees her become less attracted to him. What? So I'm just, 
yeah, like she just doesn't see him as masculine anymore or whatever. That's what he said. That's what he said. But I, so um, I was just wondering, do you think there's any truth to that? Because he was saying, we're, we're asking them to be open, but do we actually know how to handle them being open? No, there, I'm sure there's truth to that because that's their story. I'm sure they feel that way. However, yeah. what I think is that in my experience, if a guy is open, it it all depends on how open he is. Because sometimes I've had in the past where I've just kind of like judged people based on something that they were open and told me. But, and I'm pretty sure it skewed the way I interacted with them afterwards. I'm not going to lie. But it also depends on how open you are and when you do it. If I just met you and literally we're on our first date and you're going to open up and start crying and telling me, oh my God, my father was not there for me as a child or whatever, that's going to be scary. Because I don't want yeah. to know all that. You don't need to be so open right then and there. But if mm-hmm. I'm saying to you, you know, talking to you, getting to know you and asking little things to open up and you're slowly opening up to me and we're moving at a pace that's comfortable for both of us, because let's be fair, for me anyway, it's sometimes uncomfortable to hear uncomfortable things from other people. Sometimes yeah. it makes me uncomfortable. So right. you get to know how much that person can. If you get to know somebody, you mean opening open with them and going along, then I don't think I don't see how they would reject you. I've never done that, but I've also yeah. I've also heard stuff that I was like, oh gosh, really? Like you were with three women in a relationship with three women, say so you're a cheater, and then I've decided, okay, this person is a cheater, a serial cheater. That I don't want you. To, I don't want to be in your life. I don't want you to be in my life. Mm. I'm gone from that. So, mm. but I'm allowed, right? Because if I said to them, you know, I I'm not going to use that because next thing somebody goes splice that, and you're going to hear say whatever. Um, <laughs> If I say something incriminating and it makes a, the guy uncomfortable, he's going to start moving different towards me. It's just human nature. So I feel like it depends on, you can't, you expect people when you're, when you're vulnerable, you expect people to accept you and to open up to, and to, you know, accept what you're saying and appreciate the fact that you're being open. However, you cannot, you cannot dictate how people accept what you've told them because sometimes it could be a trigger for somebody. Maybe you yeah. can tell yeah. them that whatever, tell them that open up and tell them something that you've done or something that you're about or you're interested in and it's a, it's a trigger for them. You can't dictate yeah. what they do with that information. So maybe the girl threw back in his face, whatever. Wait, that's BS. I don't agree with that, with stuff like that. But you can't, you can't dictate how people respond to your vulnerability, to be honest. I agree. Unfortunately. I agree. Oh, you and then sometimes the lens through which we list well not lens sometimes the way we hear things it Mm -hmm. might not everybody can put on the therapist hat like shari and then say all right what you're saying not like shari and get what we what you're really saying maybe it's a case where what you're trying to communicate just didn't reach just the way you intended for intended for it to um to reach me and so we just need to either revisit the conversation or whatever the case may be or maybe this conversation was being had too early. I'm just not ready to hear this type of information. Or maybe it's how you're bringing it across to me. I don't mind somebody being open and vulnerable, a male. However, I think it's time and place. Because if you come to me, as Shanique said, first date and lay it. But if it's a gradual thing, we're all right. We're getting to know each other. And 
to be laid on the table in a certain manner. And it's not a case where now you want me to play therapist because I can't be that person for you, then fine. But I don't know, time and place and everything mixed up in one. I agree. I agree. I know for me, I've had situations where, okay, so when I'm uncomfortable, sometimes I laugh. So I'm that person where if there's communion at church, I'm that person that's like killing myself to laugh. Like that's just me. I have to step on my toes. I have to pinch my hand so I don't just bust out laughing. Wait, you said communion? Yeah. Like What's communion. funny about communion? <laughs> Nothing. The, the quietness. Like when everybody just quiet and then they're like, oh, pray and stuff and like eat the bread and just like eat the quietness just like bubbles within me and I have to laugh. I am that. <laughs> I am that, like, I have to step on my toes, like, pinch my hands so I don't just bust out laughing. Because it's so awkward. Like, one minute it was loud, and now everybody's, like, bone silent to eat crackers and drink juice. Like, it's weird. <laughs> I understand. I completely understand. It's true. <laughs> it's uncomfortable. So, so in some situations, I just get, when I get uncomfortable, I just laugh. Like, if somebody has, like, a sort of rush of emotion that just came out of nowhere, I might start giggling. I'm just, I don't know. It's just uncomfortable. So I've had a situation where I was uh, dating this guy and we were going to dinner one night. We got into a little kerfuffle before dinner. So needless to say, dinner didn't go that well. So like after dinner, um, after dinner, we, what, I guess we were trying to have a conversation about why things had gone the way it went. And so he came and he sat right in front of, right in front of me and it just became so ominous and then he was trying he was trying to tell me that something I said at dinner um you know was rude and you know it hurts his feelings or whatnot and I kid you not I just started laughing because like oh not because <laughs> I get not, be- okay. not because like I didn't know what to do with his feelings it just became such so just oddly uncomfortable and I started laughing and he's like really that's funny to you like obviously it made him feel however it made him feel mm-hmm. so I could understand if that person never wants to open up to me again yeah. <laughs> I could completely understand that mm-hmm. so I so I got what they were saying that sometimes you just don't know what to do with it because I could see women in some situations just not knowing what to do with a guy's emotions yeah and that's they were, yeah and they also brought up another point they were saying that sometimes they feel like a man's emotions is fetishized in the sense where women it's not it's less about how a man is feeling and more about the woman wanting the satisfaction of being the one he opens up to mm-hmm. do you see it do you see any truth in that yeah yeah i can sure. say so yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah okay. mm-hmm. i yeah, I've, I've never I've never had that situation though where I felt special for them open up to me never uh but I could see somebody feeling that way I mean for me it's not feeling special that you open up to me but it's feeling a closeness so like we can reason about certain things and you like mm-hmm. you can tell me like the, the reasoning the level of comfort that we have that you can reason with your partner like and reasoning for me is important because that's when you really truly get to know somebody it's not the put on the fabricated way of putting things it's like you're literally like you're reasoning with your friend like reasoning with your budget type of thing i like that so i, I don't fetishize it but it's good i like it i like yeah, it, it still yeah. feels special mm-hmm. bottom line it still feels special yeah right. 
Right. Yeah, they were saying like they can feel that energy different from you just caring about them. They can feel when it's like you want that as like a notch in your belt. They can feel the energy difference i was like y'all reaching out but I, was like, 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 I feel like the guys they don't want to open up so much that they find every reason every reason to not open yeah. up. okay so you've never so what are what they're saying is that they've never taken something that a girl has told them and used it in an argument because i'm very sure that that's not true i'm sure if a girl should open up and say you know i've had sex with 50 men then all of a sudden she your opinion of her changes she now becomes whatever a slut or whatever you want to think of her as you and her argue tell her oh my god that's why you had a, a train run on you or that's why you're whatever like listen they do it too it's just a matter of because men are less open than women a lot of the times they feel like when they do open up we should just accept everything and no judgment no comment no feelings no nothing it should just be i'm open up to you and you're gonna accept that and deal with it the way i want you to deal with it like no it right doesn't like that Exactly. Because they're not used to opening up. They don't know how opening up works. Maybe if they do exactly. it more, they will come to realize that that's just a part of life. You open up and people accept it or people reject it. It's, it happens, unfortunately, but it happens. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. Men themselves, they like they have this thing where it's like, oh, you know, they're, they're the, the ones who pursue, so they don't necessarily, like they get rejected all the time. But men fear rejection just as much as women even if not more more if exactly. not more they're it so fragile oh my god it affects so them fragile. more and i mean that's why yeah. that's why you find people like you find more male stalkers than female stalkers i think <laughs> because once they decide that they want something they're going after with, uh, with everything in them a woman can probably take a hint some most of us take a hint and say you know what moving on he doesn't want me somebody else and whatever yeah. nah. they fear rejection more i think they fear it more i than agree more i completely agree completely all i know is there is a man right now listen to this podcast and writing down <laughs> how he's going to come and attack us in the comments because you know men don't like yes so <laughs> well and they're gonna say oh each week we come we're on the men's case what what's about man yeah whatever we can come on a, on a no matter what the topic is, you guys always bring it home to, oh, man, this, man, this. man that. What's the matter with you guys? You know, my, my box already, you know. Men are trash, and it's always going to be No, okay, that I agree. Doesn't mean I hate men, doesn't mean I'm single, doesn't mean I'm bitter. It's just the facts of life. It's just. I completely agreed. I completely Sometimes agree. it's trash that you can live in the house with. Sometimes it's trash that stinks and as if bust the front door, you smell it. So it's, there are different levels to the trash. Right. You <laughs> just have to decide. <laughs> you, just have, <laughs> you just have to decide what kind of trash you want to deal with. Because, I mean, trash <laughs> is the only option. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all I know. So, all I know. All I know. Somewhere, somebody somewhere is calling me a garbage collector right now. Yeah. Like, oh, men are uh-huh. trash, are you dating them? So that what that makes you a garbage collector? Yes, sir, it does. It's fine. It definitely does. Uh-huh. That's funny. All right, guys, you know what time it is. It's time for Asked and Answered. This segment is where you send us your dilemmas, your questions, your queries, your concerns, and we tackle them from our point of view. I have a question. Okay. It, it's stemming from this paternity thing. What's it? What's your thought on it? Paternity test at birth. Oh, it's BS. First of all, first of all, there's. I don't know what you're talking about. There is this. There was this man that 
speaking about the toxic men, there was this man that sat in parliament and was us asking the government to pass a law that would mandate paternity testing at birth to protect the jacket children. I'm- and he said that, not to protect jacket children, to protect men from jacket children. And he said that having paternity from- tests mm-hmm. mandated at birth would also lessen the cases of domestic abuse in Jamaica. And I'm just like, I feel like that's a whole other episode. Like that's a full on, full on episode because I don't understand how one relates to the other, sir. I'm trying to figure that out too. Men, they're going to be men and they're going to stand up on their soapbox and they're going to proclaim. So when you give them a platform like parliament to come in there and spew foolishness, I mean, we are waiting for a gender discrimination law to be passed and it can't pass all now to protect women. A sexual harassment bill. How about we do that? How about we pass something that allows, like, mm-hmm. how about we work on creating a mental health hotline that is three digits long, not nine seven eight seven six nine six zero six six four two. How about we pass something that's three digits long? Like, how about we do something that needs to be done? Paternity testing at birth? Like, yeah. Ha- I just want to know who he is and who voted him into the House of Parliament. That's all I want to know because that's that's a mess. It don't make no sense, and the fact that we even. The fact that he was allowed to even stand up and say something like that in Parliament is just—it just shows you where Jamaica is. It's a mess, right? Because I was saying where him getting data from to, um, to support the fact that domestic violence stem from well, some stem from um, jacket children and so on. I thought he was gonna argue the filing situation because I remember the other day I was reading one of those, you know, persons who fathers who are abroad and then they started they start to do the filing for the children out here. Yeah. And so they do the paternity test and it's just it is at that point in time after spending so much money they realize that the child is not their um biological um son or daughter. And I'm saying I thought he was gonna argue from that point. But what but I'm saying is the law doesn't need to dictate that you do a paternity test. If you want to do a paternity test, then by all means, go and do a paternity test. Nobody is stopping you from doing it. Mm-hmm. it, it you're not being stopped. So you dictating that at birth says what? what uh, so who's, who's paying for the paternity test? I, most of the government. Anybody who want to know? <laughs> I don't know. Like, we have so many other basic health care that we need to focus on at birth you want to talk about paternity testing it's okay uh, if it, yeah if it's monday who pays for it if it's mandating that's my question because what if you know who the father of your child is like i have to pay for a paternity test exactly and suppose okay you pay for a paternity test and john brown is going to be the father are you going to mandate that John Brown needs to some they need to mandate now that John Brown needs to do whatever? John John Brown's finances need to be made public to the to the woman then. So John Brown can't tell her that he's only making ten dollars when he's making a thousand. Like they're so men. You see, I'm not even doing this. Men. If it's one thing men have, I think I say it on this podcast already, it's audacity. Them are gonna always a nerve. Have the nerve. Yep. Go there and say some BS, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. Watch them cancel us. <laughs> uh, you know, there's a lot of men that listen to this podcast. It's so bad. I'm sorry. Oh, can't imagine. Mm, sorry, guys. It's okay. <laughs> but yeah, if you have a if you have a question that you want to ask us in this segment, ask and answer it. You can find me on Instagram at S H A N Z I Q U E. 
send it in my DMs um, and tell me if you want me to say your name or not and then we can put it out there. I also just was sitting here checking my DMs and I have some that I need to sift through. So there may have been one in there. I don't know. But I'm going to sift through. Not today though. But I'm going to go in through it. Okay. Yeah. So that was, was that your answer, answer Shari? You have another one that you want to Oh, I have one. I didn't. Did we need to or? No, we can save it if you want to save it for next week. You can save it. Which, whichever. Because it's not really uh, a problem to solve. It's just a situation. It's fine. If that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that works. Yeah, it doesn't always have to be a problem. It could be a situation. It could be an opinion. What do you think about this? Whatever. It's fine. Don't want. Okay, so let me ask it real quick. Okay. It says five minutes. So I'll do it in two. All right. So it comes from the show Insecure. Mm-hmm. And the character, Lawrence, uh, he has a baby with a woman, Condola. Pre-baby, they were in a relationship together. They were dating. They were in a relationship together. And they broke up. Mm-hmm. A couple months after the breakup, she went to him and she was like, I'm pregnant. I have the, um, and I'm keeping it. <laughs> Told me that she's pregnant and she's keeping it. But yeah. But yeah. <laughs> so anyways, <laughs> she, and she said, you can be involved as much or as little as you want, but I'm, I'm keeping this child because I want this child. Okay. So cut to the baby comes and they're having she is now the 24 hour round the clock um caretaker of this baby whereas he moved away and he pops in on the weekends plays uncle dad and whatever and so they're having these passive aggressive little arguments and it's just not it's not a good situation they blow up in this big fight he said she blew up his life he, she said, you know, he's selfish and what, and he's not a victim. So there was this whole conversation um, on social media because every the men, the Lawrence Hive is saying that, yes, it's a real thing. The Lawrence Hive is saying that Condola trapped Lawrence. So my question would be to you guys and the viewers, do you think Condola trapped Lawrence? Did she trap Lawrence? Because one, he didn't want to have the baby. That's one. Okay. But two, he did not. He definitely don't want to have the baby, not with her. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. And so her saying, like, I'm keeping, I'm, she didn't ask him if, she, if he wanted it. She was just like, I'm pregnant and I'm keeping it. You can be involved or not. They're saying she put him in a difficult position because if he is involved, then he's like a reluctant parent in a family that he didn't want. Mm-hmm. And then if he's not, he's a deadbeat dad. So they're saying she trapped him. Do you guys think she trapped him? Uh, the, the thing is this. No, the short answer is he no, definitely, because he played a part. If you didn't want to have a kid with her, why put yourself in a position to mm-hmm. get pregnant? So that right, there's that right off the bat. Mm-hmm. However, there's the other side of me that thinks that I'm I'm pro-choice, and just like women can have the choice to say I don't want to have a kid. Men, they can't have the choice to say, I don't want to have a kid either. So if he doesn't want mm-hmm. to have a kid with her, he can voice that. The fact that the baby was already coming, it made him an instant parent because he didn't really get a choice in the matter. But the, the, it, well, oh, she, everything... she told him, she told him he didn't have to be involved. Yeah, but it's kind of like if he's a responsible person, he's not going to want to know that there's a, there, his, his child is out there and he's yeah. not involved in his child's life. Right, that's easier to yeah. So it's, it's, right. a, it's, it's a bad situation, but I, I feel for him. 
And I don't think she trapped him. I don't know her and her what she was planning to do with him or whatever. So I can't really just say he she trapped him. But it's a sticky situation that he's in. And I feel for him because he should have had the choice to say whether or not he wanted to have a kid. And that's kind of like the part of this whole thing that men kind of get left out of. It's kind of like if the woman wants to have the child, then in most of the situations, the men don't really have a say. And if they don't want to have yeah. the child, in some situations, the men don't have a say either. So it's kind of like a weird situation. But I definitely feel for him, though. I don't think she... No, he has a say. Because from day one, if he knew that he was going to enter into a really... Well, they're they're having sex. So he has a say in the matter. Because if I know point blank, I'm going to want no pitney, And I'm a man with that stick. I'm going to ensure that I wrap up that stick. And if I think that something happened with my stick in terms of the condom breaks or something, then I'm going to say, all right, please, Shari, take whatever not. Then Shari has a choice not to take it. But the fact that I put my stick somewhere into something and I'm going to make a baby, it means that I had a choice. I Baby, no, just happened, so, you know. So he had a choice from day one in terms of saying, all right, I don't want a child, so I'm going to do everything in my power to not have a child. But the fact that he entered into something and then something is going to be a product of him entering into you know, sir, you had a choice. And then she's saying that, oh, you don't really have to be involved in whatever not. That is bulls because at the end of the day, the child not come yet. So you're looking at, oh, I just want a baby. I just want a baby. I have a picnic. I'm in North and I just say, go. Those the creatures can be so annoying, so needy, and something you're not gonna manage on your own support from him. So it goes back to the initial stage. It takes two, and them should just do what they have to do from day one. You never want to pick your should I wrap it up? Hmm. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's not bad. Yeah, that's not bad at all. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he was trapped. I. I understand that he was in a tough situation. Like she, obviously her decision to keep the child was in a tough situation, um, puts him in a tough situation, but I don't think he was trapped. But from watching the show, I genuinely think she meant like, if he didn't want to be involved, she would be okay. Because um, she's financially sound. She has her family and her sister around her. Cause I mean, they showed when the baby's been born and all that stuff. So her family and her, her mother and her sister, they like tap in when she taps out, all that stuff. So she has the help. She, she financially is able to do it. The stressors come mostly from him when he comes in, like playing Uncle Dad. He comes in on the weekends and then he wants to make um, full-time father decisions while he's a part-time parent. That's where the stressors come for her. Or if he says, there was a point, there was a part where he said he was going to come down one weekend and um, look, at, look, at, look after the kid for a night. And he finished work and was tired and he decided he wasn't going to go. So he texted her and he's like, I, work was hard. I couldn't come. So she then had to cancel like, a, um, she was going to go get a massage or something and she had to cancel it. So I think it's the disappointment and those kind of things that she, that makes her life more difficult, not being able to plan it with him makes it more difficult but I genuinely think when she said you don't need to be involved she actually did mean it I don't think she I don't I also don't think she was trying to get pregnant by him because I some people were maybe saying that but watching the show she didn't want to be with him like towards the end of the relationship it was mostly her pulling away granted he was in love with somebody else but 
she didn't really want to be with him. So I don't think she wanted a baby with him either, but she's in her 30s. Um, her fertility is not the greatest. And she was just like, I'm pregnant, so I'm just gonna, I'm gonna keep this one. So I don't think he was trapped, but I understand being put in a difficult situation. Yeah. And also on the, on the topic of birth control and you know, all that stuff, there is male birth control. I just want to say that it's not, <laughs> it's not FDA, uh, not, not condoms or anything like that. Like actual, there's a pill, but it's not FDA approved. You know why? Because of the patriarchy, mm-hmm. because the pit, because those pills come with the same side effects that the ones for women come with. And God forbid you put a man through that. That is why those pills aren't available to be bought. But male birth control is an actual thing. I mean, if they approve or not, give it to all of them. Give it, give it to them. Give it to them. They need it. Because they are out here running around, getting six, seven, eight, nine kids and claiming one. Like, mm-mm, mm-mm. Give it to them. Right, right. Yes. That's yeah. what they need to go into Parliament and discuss. Maybe that is what they need to go and debate. Debate giving males birth control, birth control pills. Like, that's what they need to do. Both. Paternity testing. Paternity testing at birth. But a man, sit down. Go have several seats. I would love to talk to that man. But I promise, guys, this was not a men are trash podcast. This is not the name of the podcast. It's just life, you know? And when it happens, and when men are being annoying, they're being annoying. Sometimes women are annoying too, but... We don't have, right. a, we have an experience with that. We don't know anything about that, but I'm sure that's, all of that's exactly that's what I always say. Like every time I say, like, oh, niggas ain't whatnot, and a guy's like, but women this, I'm like, I don't date women, so I have yeah. an experience. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what you expect me to say. <laughs> we are talking about more experiences here. We don't, you know, we, we date men, so we don't know. But if you have an experience with a woman who is wicked and woman, them, you know, the song, them girl, they're wicked, them wicked, that they'll put out that out there. I don't know about it. I don't know about it. I have not met one. But yeah. Guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Shari, very well done. This oh, wow. was very good. I loved it. I tried. I love it. Next next episode. I'm not going to say next I feel week, the but... pressure. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> but next episode is all Shanice. You'll be hearing from Shanice for the next episode. She has that one. But Leave us a review wherever you listen to this podcast. Let us know what you thought. Give us your two cents on these yes. topics. Um, also, subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening and share it with a friend. And we will talk to you next time. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. We love you, man. We love you. Listen. Uh, <laughs> subscribe. We, don't need you, we want you. We don't need you. Bye, guys. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.